Welcome to Wednesday night at Faith Assembly. We're glad you've joined us. Well, welcome again. We are glad that you are with us for the best night of the week. And we do not take that lightly at all. And this is why we believe prayer and worship are so essential to our Christian walk. It says this, Martin Luther, great church reformer, he says this, to be a Christian without prayer is no more possible than to be alive without breathing. Can I get an amen? There we go. Well, welcome. We are glad you are with us. When I tell you someone called me, um, imagery probably came to your mind. Someone probably pulled out a phone, or you, you're probably thinking someone pulled out a phone. They dialed it on their uh, iPhone, because if you have an Android, I'm sorry, doesn't fit in here quite right. But they probably picked up the phone, called me, and uh, actually, when we look at a call, and that's what we're going to be talking about tonight, but there's actually a call that goes and proceeds before the cell phone, before the landline, Proceeds before the, the ringtone and the busy line. You remember that, right? You know, call someone and be like, beep, 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 beep. There's actually this call of God has for his people. A call that God is per, in pursuit of his people. In fact, when we talk about prayer, a lot of times when we look at our prayer life, we've been in this series, uh, Hear My Prayer, O Lord, Psalms 39, 12 says this, hear my prayer, O Lord, and give ear to my cry. A lot of times in our prayer life, a reason that our prayers aren't met, aren't answered, is because we're not answering that phone call that is waiting for us. We hear it going off, but we kind of take a step over here. We let it ring. Tonight, I want to talk to you about this idea, when God calls answer. Some of the greatest inhibitors in our prayer life is God is calling, but we're not answering. So tonight, we're going to look at James 4.17, and it says this, so whoever knows the right thing to do and fails to do it, for him it is sin. Now, James writes with two understanding. First, there's the right thing to do as the universal church in following Jesus, meaning this, that we believe that the authoritative word of God is the Bible. There's no questions, there's no in, there's no if, ands, or buts. It, we believe that everything should line up with the Bible. That's why if someone comes and speaks into your life, but it doesn't line up with the word of God, I say, hey, take a step back, pause. And then there's also this other side of what James is addressing. There's this personal side, and it's whoever knows the right thing to do and fails to do it, for him it is sin. In other words, you are in here, and God has called you for a specific task, for a specific reason, and for a specific purpose. Now, some of us are engaged in that call, and some of us aren't engaged in that call. My hope, my encouragement for you tonight is if you want to see your prayer life take off, God move in a way you can't even imagine, engage and do what he's calling you to do. Even Paul, he writes this, he says in 1 Corinthians seven seventeen, only let each person lead the life that the Lord has assigned to him and to which God has called him. This is my rule in all the churches. There's this, there's this assignment that you have. There's an assignment that I have. There's a way we serve. Maybe it's globally at a church. Maybe it's vocational ministry. Maybe it's kingdom-minded. Maybe it's in the kids' area. Maybe it's in the nursery. Maybe it's in the youth greeter. 
that you've been called, there's an assignment there. So I think a lot of times, right, if I ask you a question, who wants to see your prayers answered? Right? I think all of our hands go up, the hand, the heads shake. It deals directly with one of the greatest obstacles is we're not leading out and, and pursuing a call that God has placed in our heart. C.S. Lewis, the great theologian and writer, he writes this, pitch your demands heaven high and they'll be met. Ask for the morning star and take throw in your earthly love. Why, yes, but how set one's foot on the first rung? How to begin? How to begin is do what God's called you to do. And in other words, live in obedience. We've talked about that time and time again through our moments. But there become some times that it can be challenging when it comes to our moments of prayer and pursuing who God is and living out that call in our life. And uh, we, we feel we sometimes have this attitude of we're inadequate. Uh, we're not quite, we don't really measure up, or maybe there's some questions that we have about ourselves. And uh, I remember this specific time, I, I was pretty down and out as my freshman year of college, and uh, I, I went to Bible college, and it, it was pretty unique. I didn't come from a ministry home. I uh, didn't really know a lot about the Bible. In fact, I knew it was leather-bound. Uh, that's about the essential biblical knowledge that I had. But I knew God called me, and so I stepped out in faith. And I remember I, I submitted an assignment. On the back of that assignment, a question was asked to me. Are you sure ministry is for you? To this day, I always think, am I sure ministries for me? But I want to encourage you. Some of you have a call on your life right now. You want to see God answer your prayers, but you're not living out that call. But I want to encourage you with this. Moses was a murderer, okay? David was an adulterer, okay? Rahab was a prostitute, all of them were called, all of them were essential, and check this out, this is my favorite. Pastor Goss is a Green Bay Packers fan, and look what God has done, right? Pretty awesome. Live out your call. Live out your call. See, we, we sometimes want to sit over here and say, God, answer my prayers, but God's saying, I'm calling and you're not answering. So tonight I want to talk to you about the responses we have when God calls. The responses we have when God calls. Like, I mean, like I'm, I'm hitting a note right now. I don't know if you hear it, but we're trying to march through this. Like, come on. The responses we have when God calls from the Old Testament. So I want to talk to you how to respond from the Old Testament from looking at three different examples. So the first one is this. The responses we have when God calls. Now, there's three options, and only one is right. The first one is this. When God calls us, this is how we respond. We say we're unavailable. We say we're unavailable. We see this in the story of Jonah. Jonah says this, and God calls on him. He says, Arise, go to Nineveh, the great city, and call out against it. For there is evil has come before me. And this is what Jonah does. So the very first verse, God says, I'm for you. Go. How many of you wish when you prayed— when you want God to show up in your life, that he would give you a clear directive and tell you where to go, right? I think we all would. I think we all would like to receive what Jonah was receiving right there. Like, God, you're telling me to go, I'm going. But this is what Jonah says. But Jonah rose to flee to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. 
he went down to Joppa and found a ship going to Tarshish. So he paid the fare and went down into it to go with them to Tarshish away from the presence of the Lord. Now, if you've been in church for a while, you understand what happened with Jonah. Jonah gets engulfed by a fish, a whale. You have that theological doctrine uh, or a theological argument all the time you want elsewhere at dinner after this, ice cream, whatever the case might be. But we know that what Jonah does, he makes himself unavailable. See, pursuing God's call, when we look at a couple words here, his presence sticks out. God works through his church. His presence is in his church. Whenever we're away from his church, we're in essence saying, I'm running from your presence. And a lot of us come to this, this idea of we want to be made unavailable, and we pay to be made unavailable. This is what I mean by that. Oh, we, we have our Google calendar and we itemize everything. We're busy. I can't do that. I have an appointment. And where church should be number one, church is number 12, 10, 15. And so we look at it and we say, God, I want you to answer my prayer, but we're not making ourselves available to the vessel, the church that God uses. People oftentimes when asked, hey, I'm struggling in prayer. It doesn't seem like prayer works. It, it's not really bringing much to my life. I'm saying the first question I always ask, well, hey, have you been attending church? Have you been attending church? Have you been pursuing the presence of the Lord? The church, the, the entity that he uses to minister to people. So the response we have when God calls, we make ourselves unavailable. It's, you know, if someone calls on that phone, you hit ignore. I can't, I'm busy right now. I don't want to address that. Number two for us, whenever it comes to the responses we have when God calls is this, we're insecure. We're insecure. Exodus 3.10, we look at this story real briefly by the man named Moses. You're familiar with him. Come, I will send you to Pharaoh. This is God saying that you may bring my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. Again, we see this directive that God is giving Moses. Moses had a radical experience meeting God. I would sign up to see a burning bush right now. I would sign up to have an audible bush bush spoken to me. I would sign up to see the plagues. Like, it's pretty radical, the realness, the supernatural move that God had in Moses' life. Moses' next response is this, but Moses said to God, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the children of Israel out of Egypt? The response, we pursue God, we want God to work in our lives, but we let our insecurities get in the way. I'm not good enough. I, I, I should be drawn up here to maybe use my gifts musically, or maybe I should serve in the youth, or maybe I should serve with kids, or maybe I should serve with Harry Chapin Food Bank, or maybe I should go down and, and, and help pass out downtown waters, whatever the case might be. Maybe I should, I, I, God's blessed me with financial resources, maybe I should help with certain ministries. Ah, but people don't really like me, I have a tough time building relationships, and we let our insecurities cloud the way. When, when God's saying, answer my call, and our response is, I'm a little insecure. I'm, I'm too old. I see this with my, my children a lot of times. They'll do something. And I will insert myself and be like, oh, you know, Bodhi, he's just shy, so he's going to act like that. And I build a cop-out for him. 
I let his insecurity or whatever may be plaguing him hinder from what his response should actually be. So a lot of times when God is sitting there and he's saying, I want to move in your life, I, I want to work in a way in your life that you can't even imagine, you can't even see, just answer my call. He's just saying, asking for obedience. And then we go to one of the, the greatest examples. And we'll wrap up with this tonight, this evening. Isaiah 6, 8, it's this posture, it's this heart that I love. I think we all love if Isaiah 6, 8 says this, And I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? Then I said, Here I am, send me. Here I am, send me. See, the response, a lot of times, three large ones we see, I'm unavailable, I'm too busy, I'm, I'm insecure, I can't do that, I'm not good enough. I don't have the resources enough. But then we have this response, Isaiah's response. Here I am, send me. Isaiah, he's at the temple and he has this vision. And this vision is what holds him through the the rest of his ministry, the, the rest of his time. And he keeps coming back to it and he keeps preaching about it. And he keeps telling people about his vision. And whenever he has this vision, the he's praying and he's at the temple. And then it turns into the throne room of God. And here's what's interesting about Isaiah's story. Isaiah's story isn't that it was easy. Isaiah's story was that it was extremely hard. He goes and he prophesies to a nation and he says, you know what, you guys are going to basically get ran out of town. You're going to become captives. You're gonna, there's going to be a very small percent of you left. Scripture uses the illustration of a stump that turns into a holy seed. And Isaiah's over here, here I am, send me. See, tonight, I want to encourage you as we wrap up our prayer and worship song, we're in, or our prayer and worship night, and we're going to enter to a time of worship, a reflective song is this. What is your response? What is your response? I want to encourage you, I feel like there's some of us in here that are watching online or or here listening that you're wanting and you're longing and you want to see God uh, unleash his power in your life in a way you can't even fathom. God, I have some really bad hurts. God, I have some insecurities. God, I have mental hangups. God, I, I don't know what to do in this situation. God, I don't know what to do when I'm being just in this moment when I'm frustrated, nothing's working out. The question I have is, what's God calling you to do? Are you opening that door, even though it's hard, and saying, I'm going to pursue that? Are you, are you saying, yes, Lord, here I am, send me. God, I need you to work in my life in a way. But first, we've got to be willing to answer the phone. Right? We want to hear God, but you know what happens on the other end of the phone line? What do you have to do before you can hear that? You have to have an action. You have to have obedience. Many times we want to know what happens. God, tell me what's going to happen. I want to hear it audibly. But God's saying, I need you to get up, go over, hit the button, answer the phone, and then I'll give you what you need to know. We see this theme. We've talked about it for the past several weeks. This obedience factor, this call on our lives factor. Obedience, very parallel realms. 
See, God's will is gonna be accomplished. But the question we also have to ask ourselves is, do we wanna see that power unfold and move in a way we can't even imagine in our lives? Because I true, I, I believe that. I believe that thoroughly and throughly that God can do amazing things in our lives, but sometimes it takes us coming over, answering the phone. God, I'll, I'll step out. I'll respond. Send me. I'll go. So I want to encourage you, wherever you're at, evaluate your time, your moment right now. What kind of response are you leading your life with? Let's pray. Lord, we give you this time and we worship you and we praise you and we say thank you. There are those in here right now that we are praying for that you are helping us with our response. That you're helping us in these seasons. When we have doubt, when we have conflict, when we're pleading daily and and nightly and in the morning, God, we're saying answer our prayers and we feel distant and that you're just hiding from us, that your presence is nowhere near us. God, may we evaluate our lives and say, God, what are you calling us to do? What can we do to better grow in a relationship with you, to better serve your kingdom? God, we want to hear you, so give us the action. Give us the obedience. God, I pray that you be with this church. I pray that you be with the churches in this city. I pray that you be with the churches in this state. I pray that you be with the churches in this nation and in this world. Because God, more than ever right now, we need to lock arms, stand together, and pursue what you've called on our lives. We worship you in this moment. It's the best night of the week because we are encouraged through our prayer. We are growing in a relationship with you. So God, continue to show up and show out in our lives tonight. And as we wrap up, may we give you this moment. And may you work on our hearts and our minds and our souls. In your great and holy name, we all say, amen. Thank you for joining us for tonight's service. If you would like to talk with someone about what you've heard, please visit our website at faith.ag or call us at 239-543-2700. If you're in the Fort Myers area and don't already have a church home, you're invited to join us for Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. We also gather on Sunday mornings at 8.15 and 10.45 a.m. Faith Assembly is located at 7101 Bayshore Road. Join us again next time for Wednesday night at Faith Assembly. Faith Assembly's Wednesday night is a production of Faith Assembly Media Tech, North Fort Myers, Florida.